Okay. So I've talked about Gen Z a lot. You have. Usually with a negative connotation. Yeah, almost always. Almost always. <laughs> yeah. But I'm somewhat of a hypocrite. I'm going to tell you why. So, <laughs> here's, why. <laughs> so here's why. Because I, I mentioned to Hannah earlier before we started recording that I had a school fair event in which the veterans club that I'm president of had a booth. So I had to go. Mm-hmm. And we represented, you know, we gave stuff out, pamphlets, et cetera, et cetera. And it's mostly, it's all young college students. So all, all of them are Gen Z. None of, single one of them was above the age of 20. So mm-hmm. um, not only did I feel ancient, but I was like, this is what the college experience was like, huh? Okay. I don't really feel like hmm. I missed out on that much, but all right. Hmm. But I will say that one of them complimented me and I rode that high the rest of the day. Because okay. when Gen Z compliments you, it's like when a kid says something nice about you, they mean it. Okay. You're just so authentic and pure. <laughs> like they, Gen Z is not a, how do I say this? There's not much decorum involved with that generation. Mm, you no, know, there's no okay. politeness for the sake of being polite with them. Like they'll probably just tell you how it is, how they feel about things. And so if they compliment you, conversely, if they insult you, they mean it. Do you think it's like a lack of complexity because of the addiction to technology? Like they're so mm-hmm. human simplistic because mm-hmm. they keep all their like complexity and layers for technology and social media. I think that they just act the same way in real life that they would on social media. Okay. Well, mine is like way more aristocratic and like speaks of the social profile, but that's fine. But like for that, I'm talking about one like the TikTok sense. Like they're on there. Yeah. Like yeah, no, it, it's like there's really no difference in like who they are is who they are on social media all the time like there's really mm-hmm. no difference in like their reality versus like what they record so I mean maybe it's like a little bit of like exaggeration or something but I think for the most part they're so used to being like very blunt on social media mm-hmm. that okay. there's really no like they don't alter that in which, which will come back to bite them in many ways but in this case it benefited me so I'm okay with it so it's fine and so we approve this message so I was like <laughs> thank you and the whole day I was like mm, the girl who's like 19 said I was pretty so <laughs> you could say that I'm a supermodel <laughs> well speaking of women who are slightly younger than us I have spoke about this before but mm-hmm. I it's spoken I didn't it's both it's fine <laughs> and do you know when you like hear yourself commit a grammar error and you're like, to go. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like it's happening and you're like mid sentence and you can't just be like, mm. <laughs> like you have to finish anyway. sentence and be like spoken. spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I have spoken about a show that I watched before. It's on Bravo. It's mm-hmm. reality TV. Oh my gosh. Of course. Yeah, I'm what? I'm shocked. <laughs> but Shocking. it is called summer house and yes. it is actually a very good show it's very interesting it's about kind of a big brothery vibe slash hamptons so it's kind of like it's, what i'm still like aiming for while i'm here yeah it's a life plan to be honest with you so, um, but basically at the producers people, hi <laughs> there are a bunch of people who are not they're not celebrities they're just mm-hmm. above average new yorkers i would mm-hmm. call them mm-hmm. and they, the they have like social media presences but they're not you know what i mean like they're not yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not already famous so they house share in usually a massive mansion in the hamptons that i'm assuming bravo pays for sure and hope. yeah one believes <laughs> and then they record the whole summer so you get to see okay. the social dynamics it's really interesting mm-hmm. but there are two girls who are on the show who've been on the show the last couple of seasons and their names are Paige and hannah Ooh. and 
I really love Paige. I'm a Paige stan. Hannah, I want to love forever, but she makes difficult choices sometimes Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh. Uh, But the point is, they have a podcast, actually, that I listened to recently. It's called Mm -hmm. The Giggly Squad. And so each title is like giggling about and then whatever's going on in their weeks. But (laughs) the actual point of this little tangent is they were talking about something that mm-hmm. I thought was like super relevant for you. And so I okay. literally made a mental post-it note. I was like, must talk to Emma about this. Okay. <laughs> so they were talking about Snapchat and they were saying there are different rules depending on your age for Snapchat. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So if you're under 25, you can just like snap your little heart out. Sure. But if you're over 25, they said specifically delete your Snapchat. It's just guys who want nudes. No one who actually wants to date you asks for your <laughs> snap. It's Correct. just- who want to get like pictures from you so they were saying like Lorelei has entered the chat and agrees she was they were basically saying like if a guy wants to date you he's gonna Mm -hmm. text you he's not gonna be like Mm -hmm. give me your snap it's like instantly so I wanted to get your feedback on that and before I go on to my next point there is no lie present no lie no lies were detected uh yes no woman no cry that is related a little bit to my bees and that like when a guy asks for my number and not for my Snapchat, I'm like, oh, like you're serious. <laughs> oh, because that's how low the bar is. But no, that's true. Like if a dude asks for my Snap, one, it's one of two things, maybe both. One, are you a catfish? Because possible. All you have to do is create a bitmoji on Snapchat. Sure. So it's like, ta-da, you know, and it's also easy to send false photos on Snapchat. Because mm. you can just go through your camera roll and send through there. So, do you use Snapchat? I mean, I know I'm the crypt I... keeper, so I don't have Snapchat. I don't have any of the modern apps except for Instagram. <laughs> but um... I have it. I do not use it. Okay. Um, like I said, if a guy asks for my Snap, I'm like, I don't have Snapchat. Like, what are you so... gonna do? The next point was about, it's not something they talked about, but it's something they dealt with all summer, was getting along with your friend's significant others. So Mm -hmm. essentially the plot line is that Hannah has a lot of complicated issues with her friend Amanda's fiance. Okay. And a lot of them are around how he treats her, but also around how he treats Hannah. So like... It, it runs the gamut from he once cheated on her and Hannah brings it up pretty frequently to like the way that he speaks to her or intimating that he's a terrible partner for her, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously she is dealing with the ramifications of this because it's one of her supposedly closest friends who like is not able to get along with her fiance. And so both of them kind of separately come to the conclusion that they're probably not going to be able to keep the friendship. And you know, you you get a little misty eyed and you're sad about it. And then you watch as Amanda asks Paige to be her bridesmaid in front of Hannah, which is like a whole other thing. Whoa. Yikes. But the point of my little interlude there is number one, I wanted to ask your opinion about it because I am a pretty huge fan of like your, your significant other ideally is your best friend. So if the people in your life can't get along with that person. I mm-hmm. feel like it's not usually a good sign with withstanding the people who are terrible people who like, you're the only person who likes them. And they're like, Oh, my family hates them because they don't understand our love. And they're like, no, because literally he's the worst person in the world and <laughs> nobody likes him. And it's just you that can't see it. So what are your 
thoughts Mm t-h-o-t-s um well Lorelei was trying to interject hers and it's not your turn (laughs) it's my turn i'm talking now okay you guys are the fourth friends Lorelei has decided she's the third friend (laughs) hi also my thoughts um (laughs) woof can you believe no i cannot so um thank you for caring (laughs) thank you for your openness (laughs) and your willingness to contribute (laughs) bark bark i heard um this is weird because i i'm the one who dates the toxic people yeah <laughs> so yeah. i would yes. I, I don't think yes, i don't think my family or i mean kyle was different for the first year anyway i think most people liked him yeah he was definitely um, a different person though reboot correct. versus the original the other two were just bad all the way around so yeah, i don't just, think i don't yeah. think my family or my friends ever really liked them i will say here's the thing you know, like I have never had an issue with your boyfriend, fiance, husband in the course of your relationship, because I think that he's good for you. I see him treat you well. If he cheated on you, you can bet I'd tell him every time. Remember that time you cheated on Hannah? Do you remember that? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You remember when you did that? Yeah. Uh, Because at that point, I consider that to just be the end of a relationship. And I think that trying to keep it going is ignorant and impossible. So yeah. And I um, think, I think you do have to it's, it's so tough because for us, like a cheat is the line, like the line has been drawn. It's in cement. It's not in sand. Like we're done. But for so many people, they, they really try to make it work at the mm-hmm. dating phase. So like, I get it if you're married, because honestly, once you're married, like you should be trying to make everything work and to figure it out. And then if it can't happen, okay. But like, while you're in the dating phase, if they cheat on you, honey, bye, like mm-hmm. go bye don't close the door on your way out there will be movers here to move your stuff if you're i not- i've been on both sides of that line and i can tell you like now you have to decide in the dating phase and you're in the fiance phase because you're not married like 100 no, no legal documentation it's fine maybe so here's my thing once a cheater always a cheater and i will always believe that you know yeah like, you know and it's a little hypocritical because i know people who have cheated and have turned it around they've never done it again you know like i'm not saying it's impossible but for me and my standards yeah, once yeah, a cheater yeah. always a cheater yeah so that's it for me now it is because i have tried to make it work with people who cheated and it was just there was no trust and i was like this is miserable i'm constantly walking on eggshells i'm constantly worried that when they come home late that they're they with cheated. someone else that you, you yeah. cheated you know and then they all they also become paranoid about your behavior towards men or women yeah. you know whatever side you fall on so anyway i think that if none of your friends and people that you consider good friends like your fiance maybe reconsider you know here's your sign but if you have (laughs) that one friend like the one mutual friend that we've discussed who doesn't like them yeah okay take it with a grain of salt you know because they have their own person maybe this hannah girl is like that you know maybe it's like less about the girl and her fiance more about her no i think it's really interesting especially watching the hannah amanda dynamic because i think they're ultimate like this is me passing judgment on people mm-hmm. that I don't know at all. We're but so good at it that. <laughs> appears as though they're only friends circumstantially mm. and they are people who happen to get along really well, but they mostly are friends with Paige. And so that has been kind of the unifying factor. Mm-hmm. And then if you put them in a room alone, I don't know how long they'd be friends if that yeah. makes sense no i know because we so, have friends like that or had yes, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it, it's interesting though because i will say i had a conversation this week with a friend of mine who it was so it was so interesting because i'd never even thought about it and she asked me this question which i'll tell you in a second and it was like 
you ever have one of those, like you, you literally want to sit down and think for a minute. Cause you just haven't had a thought enter your mind. Mm-hmm. Which is so rare for us high beings. Mm-hmm. We're so intelligent. We've had all the thoughts actually. So. <laughs> literally simultaneously. No, but it, basically what she asked me was now that you're married, what it like, I know your husband is your best friend, but like, what would you do right. if you had a 2am emergency? Like, who would you call? And I was like, well, I call Emma, but she's in the States. So it's just so. easier for me to have a 2am emergency in general because <laughs> it's way earlier in her time. I'll so, be there. I'll be awake. <laughs> but, but it was interesting because they don't really tell you about this in marriage discussions or in marriage prep, but you enter this phase where everybody's super happy for you when you're newlyweds. And then you get a couple months down the line and like your single friends kind of move on. I mean, yeah. and not in a horrible way, but just they like single people have such different calendars to married people. And then I haven't yet formed close enough relationships with married couples. Cause as mm-hmm. a dating couple or an engaged couple, you're not really fishing in the married pool for best friends. Like right. you sometimes happen to have friends who are already married, who you're really close to. We don't really. So like, it's just a weird I'm not a girl, not yet a woman phase yet again, where it's like, okay, so now I'm in a new phase of friendship where I need to be either developing and setting down roots in certain friendships or potentially like accepting that certain friendships are, I would say like, not that the friendship is bad, but just that we're outgrowing each other or life is happening because it's such a weird thing. Like friends that I had six months ago that I would see weekly now I see maybe once a month, if mm-hmm. that. And so it just puts into perspective, like lifelong friends versus seasonal friends. And so it's just a, it was a weird question. And I'm really glad she asked me, cause it's not something I've thought about, but it was just like, who do you talk to now about like life advice and who, who's like in your, they know everything pool. And I was like, wow, it's really changed because, mm-hmm. you know, single friends, I, I love them to death, but they, there are certain single friends who cannot speak into the married space because they give advice that is based on my success and my happiness, which is lovely, but unhelpful because it needs to be about Luke and I's success and happiness. Like mm-hmm. if you're just giving me one way advice about like what's best for me, mm-hmm. you're probably going to lead me down a bad road, not intentionally, but because you're not focused on like the dual priority. You're focused on like my well being and my best, mm-hmm. which is lovely, but not always helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I'm not, I've never been married. And so I generally hesitate in general to give relationship advice because, um, re my past. <laughs> so, um, my past is under the chair. <laughs> so uh, we've added on a room for all the extra baggage. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I have plenty, I, I've seen a lot of marriages fail and, I personally, when my friends ask relationship advice, like I've had friends who are married or have been almost married, ask me advice. And a lot of times they're the ones that are being the problem. And I have no issue telling them that, Yeah, you know? And and I think you also have to use your discernment to say which of your single friends have the ability and maturity to speak into that space and who does not, you know, Mm -hmm. because there are some single people who they have that ability to prioritize both you and your partner. And they have the ability to look at something really objectively and to tell you. And there are other yes people who are just like, yes, girl, you do you do whatever you want. And I only need that when I'm buying something. So. <laughs> Thank you. Should I get the coffee? Yes. yes. Should I divorce my husband? Oh, no, <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like Should no. I buy this new skirt? Yes. yes. <laughs> 
Oh man, that takes me back to you. Remember the vine of the Lion King? I will find it and post it. I'm writing it down. Don't okay. worry, team. I know that we're atrocious, but we are, we are <laughs> I did the- post the eye lip eye and the reel of the boy face. Yeah. So, but it's the Lion King and it's a vine of them like doing the roar at the end when they're all like together with Simba and Nala and it's a whole vibe. I remember. <laughs> but they superimposed yes so (laughs) i think i watched that like thirty thousand times so good it's never not funny i will find it and play it actually because it's vital so while i'm doing that is there anything else you wanted to add on that relationship Hmm. moment well the good news is that I will be living in your house when I get there. So I'm sure. always going to be around. So it's fine. Like, you don't have to worry about not seeing me. I'll be there. It's true. It's true. Um, I think just at the risk of sounding very like, ooh, go me. I think that I have a high level of emotional maturity just because of what I've gone through and yeah. having witnessed a divorce in my own family at an age yeah. where like I would remember it, you know? So obviously I can't speak to every issue, but my go-to is usually like have you just like have you talked or brought it up to your partner yet and and maybe you're not comfortable discussing it with them in which case I think that's its own separate issue you know that's that's a terrible sign like you should be comfortable discussing if you you have vowed your life to them like your beating heart life to this person so if you can't talk about the issue with them honey the, you already have your answer. It's and not I think good, it's, my dude. It's not good. <laughs> I think a lot of the questions that I've had married or friends in serious relationships ask me, they already knew the answer to. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, do you want the sugar-coated answer or do you want the reality? Do you want of, me to just tell you what like, you don't want to hear? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I hesitate because I don't want my opinion to influence the end of a relationship, you know, because I personally am a very how do I describe this? I cut and run type person. I just, I, I get very impacted by the opinions of others when they interject into my relationships. So I'm, I'm influenced by that. And I don't want to be that person who's like the, the gnat in your ear, you know, like, like, cause you know, like, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say, I guess just that I give great relationship advice actually. On a happier note, I have it. Okay. I'm so excited. Stay tuned. Okay. Here we go. Yes. 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 (laughs) It's from The Lion King 2, just for everyone who's curious and wants to recognize the scene. So good. It's (laughs) the last. Yes. (laughs) I like when we're able to have brunch inside again here. Yes. 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 No, really, though. I think it's time to actually start the episode. Oh, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. The episode. Who is she? Okay. 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 Yeah. So Hannah, let's let's kick it off. Intro us. All right, all you crazy cats and kittens. I oh am Hannah. <laughs> I am Emma, and that feels like a lifetime ago. I want that atmosphere to return we were just like meh COVID will go away let's watch this crazy yeah, time man. Two months and then we're back. <laughs> yeah. this is the transcontinental tea where we have irrational dreams and delusions of grandeur all the time so this is very on brand for us mm, yes fun fact luke and i just started watching it because he lives under a rock and all he cares about is like youtube and farming so he had not seen the tiger king so i get to relive 
Joe Exotic and his journey. And every time I'm watching it with him, I'm like, do you think Carol did it? (laughs) What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, do you think Joe did it? Do you think Joe or Carol is more wrong? Who's crazier? (laughs) My favorite guy is the random, like deep, like Southern Mm. Illinois redneck that they pan to every once in a while and he's like i, I done told him <laughs> I, I i would get rid of her if i was you every <laughs> like, single character in that show is problematic all of them every oh my single goodness. one of them doc antle <gasps> leader man no, creepy not okay no Tony's lots of sexual abuse okay. going on there dressing his like girlfriend wives not okay <laughs> <laughs> like, the outfits he chose for his oh, girlfriend wives not, not okay okay the names that he gave them like Mowgli <laughs> like that's not her name but it's like like you're joking but King Louie you get over here right now <laughs> what raja yeah Uh, (laughs) what's the what's the snake's name sorry i remember (laughs) snake (laughs) 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 anyway this is the transcontinental me where we talk about vital vital news like joe exotic (laughs) joe exotic x jungle book <laughs> the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I would like to reiterate that we don't always talk about this, but when we do, it's always funny. With we are actually talking about something really interesting this week, which is boundaries. <laughs> um, for those who are an Emma, that's how to build them and what they are. What? For those who are a Hannah, it is more like, yes, those are the boundaries you should have. No those are not negotiable boundaries <laughs> yes you should install those right away when you meet someone yes <laughs> so, it's gonna be a good in, i think i think so because it, we also want to recognize that this extends to beyond romantic relationships 100 so, percent. lots of facets coming into play here but first foremost uno uh wahed we have our did you say the Arabic one? <laughs> I did. Wahed. <laughs> I thought you said whitehead. <laughs> I like no. found it. That's problematic. <laughs> no. Wahed. No. <laughs> um, I've never heard of that numerical system, but <laughs> go off. I mean, you go, girl. <laughs> um, but first, we would like to do our smaller but no less important tea of the week. Tea of the week. Tea. Just a quick note, every time I play the audio, because it's from a movie, I get suggestions for movies available on YouTube free with ads. And right now, on YouTube, for free with ads, you can watch Aquamarine, A Cinderella Story, LOL, which has Miley Cyrus in it. Very 2010. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never back down. Oh, wow. That's a whoo. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. Quick note. Never back down. The main actor, I don't know his name. He's also in what I considered to be a pivotal movie of my preteen years, Sleepover. Yeah. And he plays the romantic lead, the dude, you know, he was fine. I was like, Never wow. back down guy was also in Easy A. He played the kid who won't graduate. Was that him? Yeah, I think so. He was like the bad kid. I know who you're talking about. He just doesn't look like him. I think unless it's a different actor that's also in Never Back Down, but 
the brown haired uh, guy. You know what? We'll look it up. It's fine. This is not like, this is not never back down. Call in never, and let us know. This is never back down team. <laughs> One eight hundred early two thousands. <laughs> they, they had the best slash worst movies at the same time ever, so though. Good. Like so John good. Tucker must die. What movie has topped that? <laughs> I want. I mean, the girl group getting revenge on a guy who's cheated on all of them. Hi, hello. <laughs> Hi. My aesthetic. <laughs> okay. My aesthetic. I would have. So, died. I will start tea of the week. Okay. Okay. And it's a very funny story that has very little to do with me. So it's actually great tea. <laughs> mm-hmm, so it. every time my husband, I work on a military base. So mm-hmm. every time my husband needs to go on base, he has his own base ID now because mm-hmm. they, they gave him one. I know it's very trustworthy of them, but <laughs> every sure? time, <laughs> every time he needs to go on base, he gets this look in his eye that he doesn't usually get. Cause he's quite independent. And I'm usually the one who's like, hang out with me. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> but um, i'm busy with farming games <laughs> i'm busy with living my own life and not caring so is he hearing you talk about him he's very loving no he can't hear me at all it's beautiful <laughs> so anyway uh he he needs to go on base sometimes to like do random things and he's so terrified oh funny. and it's because in america they can literally just like get on the ground <laughs> he thinks they're gonna like string him up with like the little like flexi cuffs and like anally search him <laughs> like they're yes you concerned. white british man you get over here <laughs> they're very good he's very concerned about it so every time he needs to go on base for something he's like oh uh, are you busy why <laughs> like, so and he's like oh uh, I, I have to go on a base and uh i don't really want to go alone oh <laughs> it's very cute and so i happened to get him booked in for a COVID shot because here the like our age group people it, they're not doing it like the states so they're making sure that 100 of everybody 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 in a yeah. certain age group gets offered it before they move on to the next one so they're in the 40s right now and mm-hmm. luke and i are obviously in our 20s still <laughs> for a couple Barely, but there. years <laughs> hanging on uh for me he's i'm youthful i don't have wrinkles (laughs) but anyway you're um, sleeping on the couch sir (laughs) (laughs) no i'd miss him so (laughs) moving on from that (laughs) anyway he had to get his he had to get his first covid shot Mm -hmm. and i was like okay so i booked you in on friday i filled out the form for you all you have to do is go on to base and he's like uh, uh, on Friday, <laughs> are you busy? I'm, I'm, yeah, he's like unrelated. <laughs> you know, like the only time he wants to hang out with me is when he needs me to go on a base with him. Like he's like, oh, do you want to spend time together? Because I, I love, I love time. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I love spending time together. When and he's like, Friday when I have to go on base to get my COVID shot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so literally his demeanor changes so much so we drive into like the gate where they just check your id and most of these kids are like 19 i mean they are not intimidating they're well armed but they're not intimidating and he's like should i hand them the card do i hand them the card now and i'm like you hand them the card and then you present your arm for a blood sample just hand them the card (laughs) like it's not that complicated so easy (laughs) it's not hard and so he's which arm (laughs) he hands them the card and he's like looking up at them like waiting and then they're like all right have a good day and he like unclenches and drives off (laughs) and then we get to the vaccination site which is basically just like a school gymnasium because the military is many things but sophisticated and cleanly (laughs) yeah they don't that's not that's not who she is 
So we get there. And of course there's no parking because they designed these places for two parking spots and 800 people. Most of them are So I'm like, listen, I'll, they're always reserved. I was like, I'll stay in the car so that, you know, we don't get towed or anything. Just leave the car and you run inside. And he goes, don't make me go in there by myself. Oh my God. (laughs) Literally you need to go do this. And you can do it. (laughs) He, he goes, and then I don't hear anything, which I, if I were in the same predicament, like if I were this nervous, I'd be texting him and stuff like that. So I'm like, did you make it in? (laughs) They like knock you out. Do you need a lawyer? (laughs) Like send me a picture. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. And so he's like, Oh yeah, I got it done. I'm like, you're so annoying. Like you just made the biggest deal. (laughs) Now it's, Oh, it's fine. I'm an independent man. I don't care. So (laughs) he comes out out and he's like, yeah, got it done. No big deal. Didn't even notice. And I was like, cool. Did you get your second appointment? He goes, Oh, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no. you know, you have to in go there. back in there because you you have to make it the same day, or you yeah. like never. It, ma- it doesn't point. matter. It'll be the twelfth yeah. of never tober. <laughs> like you will never. The very first has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. So he's like, I don't want it. I don't want it. And we sat there for two minutes. I'm not kidding what? you. Like back and forth arguing about like you physically have to go back inside and you have to scan the thing and you have to get the appointment. And finally, he's like, Oh, I hate everything. Slam. And he goes inside. And then, of course, he disappears for like another eight minutes. So I oscillated between watch YouTube video on makeup tutorial. Oh, I should worry about my husband. Is he okay? Watch YouTube video on makeup contour. Tutorial. <laughs> He'll be fine. Not too poor to contour. contour. <laughs> so, yeah, he eventually made it out fine and nobody mutilated him or tried to search Shocking. him in any inappropriate places. So it was fine. <laughs> but, yeah. Now you get a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, good job. You did it. And then oh, at the work. end, he's so funny too because he's like, oh yeah, it was actually fun. I'm like, you think <laughs> mm, interesting um luke is one of the and you know i know a lot of men like this who are very like very macho chacho like i'm yeah, a super manly so man funny because he's not in like a douchey way but he would like yeah yeah, yeah. but he's very he's very macho chacho 100 yeah. percent. but then those are also the ones that are most like sensitive like every single time there is no in between they are the most sensitive ever he's a sensitive flower but he has like one of those like really cactusy exteriors yeah. where he's like oh i'm not sensitive at all i'm so tough and then like the little pink flower comes up in the middle and it's like look at me i'm so cute <laughs> yeah i know a lot of men like this so um just look just yeah. no men we see right through you it's fine oh man someone used your word this week and i took up for you let me what tell you word someone at work was complaining about another office as is standard natch and he goes the audacity <gasps> <of it. gasps> first of all <laughs> That word has been reserved, trademarked, copy writ, copyrighted, copyrighted, <laughs> copy wrote, <laughs> copy claimed. I like that better because it's alliteration. So we're going with copy claimed. There you go. Anyway, it's mine. It has been that way for my entire life. Your entire life, also, sir. So words, I have that. I, I literally was like, my best friend usually says that, but she just says it about men. So usually it just goes. <laughs> men what do they have the audacity that's it (laughs) here's what men bring to the table i am a full thanksgiving meal okay i am like i am the turkey i have the cranberry sauce i also have the expensive french wine that it's like i'm the green bean casserole (laughs) i am also the sweet potato casserole i'm the mashed potatoes i'm the stuffing i'm the corn i'm everything that you could ever possibly want in a, a nice thanksgiving meal and what do you come with me to the table with what do you bring 
what is audacity. It? That's it. <laughs> that's all that's it. It's a little, it's an empty bowl and it's, it's teeny tiny bowl. At the bottom is like the serial killer scratch in writing audacity. Yeah. Yeah. And it. I'm like, you didn't, I, I did all the work and for what? And you're like, but I showed up. And I brought my bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the metaphor of all my relationships. So anyway. Anyway. Moving you're on. <laughs> okay. Mine is two tiny things that I've just combined. Two much like tiny. much like Hannah's lockdown tease. This is now yeah. my turn. Because yeah. I've <laughs> locked myself down because I'm drowning in schoolwork. And I refuse to let myself leave. Because otherwise I won't do things. So Isolation has entered the chat. <laughs> um, since Friday, I've, I wrote a 12-page paper. Started a debate research and i have two more papers so and then i have finals it was the best of times it was the worst of times a tale of two cities <laughs> but also just the worst of times for both so it was just the worst of times <laughs> it was just the absolute worst what happened uh anyway my first is that i was walking the dogs and i had to sort of foray into the street because the sidewalk was closed for some construction work so i'm walking back and i'm like do 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 and i look to my right and i see a giant baby head <laughs> And how big are we talking? <laughs> I'm like so like billboard or like, like if you went if you went to a Halloween store and bought a baby mask and then you oh, stuffed that mask with no. like paper to make it like bulbous, that's what it looked like. And it was just sitting on the back of someone's like driver's passenger seat, whatever, like in their car, like facing out the oh rear the back window was this baby head. I look over and I'm just like, <laughs> because it's the baby head staring at me. And not like a it's not real, it's realistic, but it's also like terrifying so there was this bmw i saw driving once and i unsafely took a photo of it because it was so creepy because they had the like v for vendetta style white masks strapped to the back of their front seats staring at you yeah and i was like <laughs> it was like that but it was like right at the back of the window so oh, it's like, like you with the stuffed animals you just know they've murdered someone i'm like something's going on in your life <laughs> and like so they're stuffed animal like you're thinking about murdering someone 18 you definitely <laughs> you've body. stolen a stuffed animal from every single person that you've killed oh, as far as i'm concerned back window, like you have a graveyard <laughs> and also you must want to die because you can't see anything behind you <laughs> so you have no fear interesting <laughs> that's <a> great <laughs> it's fine. anyway this this thing it really threw me off and i, I didn't have my phone or i would have taken a picture and i'm like am i ever gonna see this car again i have no idea so i'm gonna have to like keep an eye out hope not, because be it was so it. scary like of all the things I expected to see in my quiet Jewish neighborhood while I'm walking my dogs, a giant baby not head this. was not one of them, I must say. It wasn't her. It was, it was horrifying. And I was like, do you keep it because you like rob banks frequently? Like, and you need to cover your face. Give me, give me, give you that. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about oversized baby objects i don't know what it is like because babies are small and cute and adorable right and then once you like a genre of oversized baby objects there's a whole kink category for it actually so no. unacceptable yeah. when people pretend to be babies i'm not joking nope nope, mm, it's, nope. There. it's real that <laughs> is jail worthy must tell you it's it's kind of like i feel like pedophilia is involved somehow i don't I mean, know it i mean it's, it's it's very very strange baby and, equals child and the fact that you want to pretend to be a baby and also that gets you you know what i can't talk about it but please don't anyway there's giant rattles giant there's giant versions of all of this so i'm just saying i there's just something about taking something that is so pure to start and then enlarging it and turning it into this like really creepy thing that i just can't vibe with can't do it don't want to can't make myself like dog animal masks whatever they're creepy in their own way but they're not like yeah. i don't get that they're icky, a little purgy 
they don't give me the ick in my stomach like the baby yeah, the masks baby do. the baby ones are definitely icky so my second unless you have some other comment about baby masks that you wanted to no, add no. moving on <laughs> my second was that uh i recently rediscovered a teens the pop band from the late gotcha. 90s and mm. i for some reason it came to mind because i think i heard an abba song i think i heard like mama mia and these guys did an entire cover album of ABBA songs. Like, I think it's oh, wow. ABBA teens is like their whole concept. It's like a teens, you know? Yeah. So, and they have like other yeah. songs and one of their albums, I just distinctly remember I have every song on it memorized and I still have every song memorized because I went <laughs> through them all and I was like, wow. And I was like bopping in the car, like on my way to this like hit clips in? <laughs> They do have a hit clips. It's so funny. My no, friend, they do. my friend Ruben posted a photo of it on, on, on Facebook and I was like, wow. Yeah. But no, I was bougie and I have the full songs. So, wow. Um, but this also brought, I, I think I posted, you probably saw it. I posted on Facebook asking if this was my personal fever dream or if everyone experienced 18s because no one I knew also listened to them when oh, I was growing I, I know up. 18s. Okay, Hannah does. And apparently a handful of others do as well. But someone was like, also, we were like throwing out other bands from that era. Play. S Club 7. S Club 7. Dream, I think was one. Yeah. Who had the, they had the, um, the one about the, my boyfriend's never gonna like you even if you like wear cherry lip balm so i mean the philosopher he, he loves he loves you not us. is what it's called <laughs> he loves you not is what it's called. oh he loves me he, he loves, loves you, you not, not. <laughs> oh my god it's unlocked a memory you didn't know you had i know um, about etched in the back of your i brain. know right play is another one who had the um it's us against the world song that was in the holiday in the Whoa. sun and there was also um bewitched who had the song that was like that had the tree house in it and it was actually much more sexual than i thought it was when i was growing up <laughs> and i was like re-listening to it i was like oh, <laughs> um say la is that song so oh, say la <laughs> yeah, just listen to the lyrics for real next time and um you'll be like whoa <laughs> wow <laughs> let me listen to this I want adult supervision where no really it? like the pop songs we listened to were very sexually charged and like no one cared <laughs> that is actually a huge point that we already talked about with the britney thing she was very yeah. sexualized from oh, yeah. the, an early age and it was very odd because she was like 16 when she started recording yeah imagine like, like we were obviously very young so like that wasn't really a thought of our mind but like yeah grown men were looking at her and i'm like she's a child ick, ick. ick nasty ick. nasty baby mask ick so <laughs> baby mask ick <laughs> so that's all i have for my tea um do you want to move into product before we do bees i think so because mine should be pretty quick yeah i too. was told lies by myself mm. and I, <laughs> I can't to- believe i've done this <laughs> I had to sit myself down as we all do. All right, all right. Look in the mirror. You, I'm me. Like, do you know why we're here? <laughs> <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> yeah. So I've been using retinol wrong literally always. So okay. I turned 24, 25. And of course, everybody's like, aging. Retinol. You're getting old. Wrinkles, wrinkles. Isn't it crazy that we think 24 and 25 is old? Yeah. It blows my wild. mind. So anyway, I, I of course invested in retinol products and I couldn't understand why my skin like hated them. And I was like, oh, it must just be too sensitive. So I got the ordinary's retinol, which is very, very gentle. It's like 0.5 retinol, which if you're a retinol connoisseur, you'll know is quite a low dose. Usually mm-hmm, they're like mm-hmm. 1.0, 1.5, 2.0, yeah. et cetera. 
So I started using it. And of course it did the thing where my skin started peeling and it wanted to die. Crazy. And I was so confused. And then anyway, this, this talk with myself was because I finally came across some sort of a YouTube video about a girl using retinol. And she was like, yeah, I only use it once a week as we're all supposed to. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Like, excuse me. <laughs> like, where was the PSA when I bought this crap that, hey, by the way, don't use this every day? Because on the bottle, do you know what it says? Apply at night. It doesn't say apply once a week. It doesn't say, hey, you stupid 28 year old who doesn't want to age, stop slathering this all <laughs> over yourself every night. <laughs> like, wait a, like a week. And then mm-hmm. apply again. So mm-hmm. now she has introduced retinol Wednesdays for those Ooh. who want to get on the bandwagon. We retinol on Wednesdays. That's what we do here. We don't wear pink. We retinol. <laughs> so. We have, that's what happens when you graduate high school. You stop wearing pink on Wednesdays and you start retinoling. Yeah. That's literally what happens. Welcome to the reality of your life. Big <laughs> take Ooh, a moment. Great. Take a moment. <laughs> oh no. So, yeah. Anyway, as an aside, the ordinary is retinol. The 0. 0.5 is in squalane, which is really moisturizing, which is nice because retinol can be really stripping and hard mm-hmm. on skin, especially if it's sensitive. So I would recommend to a friend and it's like $7. So I use the same pixie products that I've been using for like five months and I get mistaken for 23 all the time. So I'm like, there you go. I've done it. Cheating the system. I have done it. I also think the bangs just helps. I have reversed the clock. It's funny because when I was younger, I used to always get that. I was older than I looked. So when I was like 19, people thought I was 22. And now that I'm 28, I was like terrified that I was going to look like 35, but no, the opposite has been true. I don't know what happened. Maybe not being in the military anymore. Huh? You started dressing like a Barbie. That's got to be it. <laughs> I have, uh, uh, she went from wearing like full coverage tank tops and jeans to wearing like pleather skirts with you know, like six inch platform heels. And I would just like all to of say. a sudden has like juicy all over her crop tops. And they're like, are you 12? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, thank you. No, thank um, you. My so working. <laughs> I was at that school fair thing that I had a booth at and I was looking at and you got carded. <laughs> <laughs> no go to university (laughs) ma'am although i will say that like when not when they see me but when they have when you get covid tested on this on the campus you have to get tested every month they will ask your birth date and i (laughs) (laughs) i'm like great this 18 year old volunteering at the covid testing booth is about to learn that i'm a decade older than them so then they ask am i a student or am i a teacher (laughs) and i'm like um thank you so much (laughs) I appreciate your, your discrimination. <laughs> Although I will say, I don't know how to feel when I get carded now, because I'm almost offended. I got carded for an energy drink, which you have to be 16 what? here to buy. And I was like, on what planet? I am literally <laughs> over a decade older <laughs> and I'm not wearing makeup, but uh, excuse me. Okay. Like, like, how dare you? And I then get- I'm also like, oh, but thanks. I look young. Mm. And I'm like, no, I don't. You're just mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> Can I see your ID? You senior citizen? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, no. Excuse me. Uh, I will say that. Gwyneth the White. <laughs> like, I will say that my ID gets checked super quickly because all they have to do is see the 19 in front of my birth date. And then they're like, okay, you're good. <laughs> so thanks. Oh, that's true now. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now now 2000 and beyond are the ones that are going to get seriously carded we are beyond our prime it's fine 
it's fine. Uh, <laughs> speaking of like complexions and trying to defy aging, and also we should be Buying so gravity. lucky. We should be so lucky to age. You know, like you. Well, I'm well. No, that's what I'm. What I'm saying though. I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about society's obsession with anti-aging. Because God yeah. forbid you get older than seventeen. Yeah, I'm just saying that if you consider the people who have died young, like let's say the Columbine students, they'd probably love to be aged. So let's get some perspective. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, I'm joking about aging, but I'm really not that obsessed. I think like you're going to have wrinkles and yeah, you can use Botox to like freeze your forehead. You usually look older when you do that in my experience. But at the end of the day, for whom? Right. Like I know how old I am. I'm not going to be like, whoa. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm I, actually 17 <clears throat> yeah like and I don't want to be 20 man again, you're 40 so. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hit that like peak mid 40s where you just stop caring you're just like I'm settled it's fine is it possible to hit that at <laughs> yes yes, it is. <laughs> yes I will say that I think that it's just yeah, by then you'll probably have had a family so you're just like your priorities are going to be so much elsewhere so yeah. it's like I will say I have started to wear makeup again because I want to and it's really fun so mm-hmm. I I have noticed like there was a long period of time, I think for my own mental health, where I was like, I need to not wear makeup. I'm joining Alicia Keys. We are not wearing makeup together. She obviously knows I'm with her. Um, so, but <laughs> She actually personally asked me to join the movement. She so. personally <laughs> asked if I would throw my weight behind the movement. And I said, who am uh, I? Who, who among us could deny such a request? <laughs> you know, so, but, but for my own mental health, I think I needed to see myself as acceptable without makeup. But now I'm enjoying putting makeup on. It's mm-hmm. not like must cover, must cover. Like, yeah. and it's, it's just for, for fun except for I wore it today and I genuinely had like a three like you know the palettes where it's like the contour the highlight and the blush mm-hmm. I had like three distinct zones on my face and I was like who allowed you to put I have forgotten how to blend <laughs> like there was no chill mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I I see some girls do their makeup and I'm like how you are a magician how did you do this i know, you know like they put, they put on they, they sponge their foundation on okay then they do some powder concealer blah 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 and then they just like something happens in between uh they like cover their face with a clock tap the net make the magic wand and then like ta-da bunny hops out the other side and i'm just like <laughs> what happened i missed everything <laughs> so i can't do it it's oh fine. man it's like when i see girls apply their foundation with brushes i've talked about this before and i've gotten acceptable at it I would not call it good but I think it's genuinely witchcraft like I know you're one of those witches and I don't know you just do circular movements what is so hard about this I'm sorry no (laughs) you don't okay you cannot do circular movements because you know what happens when I do circular movements I get these smears of disgustingness even when I use oh you're using too much product okay (laughs) and then I have a swoosh of like here's your skin Here's it settling into your pores. Here's the swoosh. And you just look ridiculous. I look mm. like an unclean window. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I think everybody who's like, oh, Windex! oh we're just going to buff it out. Lies. You are all part of a cult and I don't know how to join. And it's rude that you didn't invite me. <laughs> it's fine. Our monthly meetings have gotten really boring. So don't worry about it. <laughs> you know the, oh, which one was it? I think it was Enola Holmes 
the mm, I love that movie. movie. Yeah. It was really good. Where it was it was so good. But the suffragettes, they were like there were these like witches in a basement and they all had the hoods <laughs> yeah. on. That's you guys meeting every month. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to bomb places in Britain, okay? It's not that big of a Welcome thing. to the foundation buffers <laughs> for <Jesus>. association <laughs> for Jesus and for Hannah. Okay. All right, moving on. My tea is also skincare related. And it's not something that I personally tried. Your this tea? My tea. Oh, I'm sorry, my product. <laughs> I mean, you could relate tea back to this because there is liquid involved. So it's both. Yeah, it's all there. It's, it's all in the branding. It's there. <laughs> so uh, recently, a big product push has been on chlorophyll, liquid chlorophyll. As chlorophyll, not chloroform. Please do not mix the two up. <laughs> it would be very bad results for you. <laughs> very bad. So, <laughs> sorry, Hannah paused to drink some water when I said that. And I'm just watching her trying not to spit all over her microphone. Swallow, Hannah. <laughs> okay. How hilarious would it be, though? Cast your mind. You're in a store and you're like, which one did they say? And it's like 100% chloroform. Chlorophyll, chloroform, chlorophyll. Which one's gonna shrink my pores? <laughs> Which one? I guess I'll try both. <laughs> and then you just wake up like, what happened? I did it work. <laughs> so, am I younger? <laughs> no, ma'am, you're in the hospital. <laughs> no, you're in the ER, you idiot. <laughs> so, liquid chlorophyll has been, and obviously, it's just like it looks like kombucha. It's just this bottle of green. Wait, yeah, it's, it. it's the plant stem cell thing where they yeah. think because they've harvested all these plant cells and they shrink and grow and <laughs> shine that you will shrink and grow and shine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are saying it helps them with bloating. And there have been physicians who have come around saying like, it, yes, there are benefits to chlorophyll. You know, you're only supposed to use one dropper and you put it in water. So it's already going to be diluted, right? Like hmm. you can't okay. just drink. You always put it in water and drink it. You can't just drink it out of the can't bottle. Just, I'm, shockingly, you can't just drink chlorophyll and it'll work. I don't know. But um, but I'd like to point out that water has those benefits anyway. You know, like water will Make help reduce bloating. Drink some water. And there. they were saying you will get more chlorophyll out of eating a bag of spinach than you will this like using this dropper every day of chlorophyll so my alternative is spinach because i like salad so i'm just saying like the lengths that the beauty industry will go to it's obscene is nuts like ooh, this thing you could just eat well guess what now you have to pay triple and it comes in liquid form have you seen the collagen scoops that people are doing i'm like honey there is no nutritional benefit. Like no. you are absolutely reducing, like it's, it's leaving your body. There is nothing that is staying in there. That's like all of a sudden youthful faith, <laughs> useful faith, faith, <laughs> faith, youthful faith. <laughs> youthful faith. Oh, the dumb dogs have entered the chat. Uh, no, but really, because I, you know, I've drank gallons of water a day when I was in bodybuilding. Right. And you, for the first, like, probably a couple of weeks you will be kind of bloated because you're drinking so much water so you're holding it but eventually you start flushing it and then you just like the bloat goes away so instead of paying like 40 dollars for a bottle of chlorophyll that will take like twice as long to get results from as just eating a spinach salad drink water blend up a a spinach smoothie call it a day 
Mm-hmm. And the physicians have agreed with me. So I am now a physician. So I am a doctor now. So um, I think we should use this graceful transition to get into bees because we mm. actually have a game to play still. Mm, we do. There's a game afoot. That's a dome. Okay, let's do our bees. Bees. Oh my god, it's never gonna get old ever. It's Tell just... us about the bees, Ems. All right, so I'll try to make it quick. I had this guy who I met back in God November, December. Hit it off really well with. Okay. Um, we never met because I was home for Thanksgiving and or Christmas, whatever month it was. So our plan was when I got back into town, like we'd meet up. Sure. But then his dad ended up having like an injury that he had to stay. His dad, his family's like in Jersey. He lives in New York, but okay. So he was with his family. He's like, I'm going to be here for a while, like dealing, helping my dad because he's getting surgery. He needs someone to help him get around. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, and then I just never heard from him again. And because mm. once again, I had not met him. I was like, no harm, no foul. Like I was, uh, I was upset in a way because like, once again, it's hard to find someone that I get on with really well. Sure. But at the same time, you know, like I have become very well equipped at taking the L and moving on. So I did. Yeah, I gotcha. And then the Nick thing happened and it was kind of stuck for my mind because I was like so caught up in that. So mm, okay. he texted me again and I had deleted his number a long, long time ago. Texted me again. I don't know. About a month ago now, initially, oh, okay. like he texted me out of the blue and I was like, who is this? And we talked and I was like, you know, he was trying to justify or not justify, but explain himself. And my first thought is this. Um, my first thought is that men who do this do not text you again for you. No, they do it for themselves. I would say let's do 9.5 times out of 10. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's, there's the odd person who genuinely does just want to clean the slate and like, move. yeah, yeah, yeah. So recently I had a different person that like, I, I had a, um, like a good virtual relationship with in a way, you know, like we got on well, and we were going to meet, but then he fell off and I was like, once again, like no harm, no foul. It is what it is. You know, I'm not, I don't really feel one way or the other about it, you know? He texted me again and he was just saying, like, apparently he got, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but he was like, I just sort of felt like I needed to take things really, really slow. And I responded poorly by just dropping off. And he wasn't like, I don't think you really need this text, but I wanted to let you know that that was why and not because of anything like you did or anything like that. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, big deal. Like, I understand why I take things slow. And maybe you were worried that like the expectations were too high and you got nervous. Like, I get that. It's okay. I've, I've been there. So it's fine. And we, we chat, we're still friends. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, we're attracted to each other, but we also know like, we're not, there's no expectation set. So that's fine. But this other person, here was my issue with him. He had a girlfriend. He, uh, he met up, I guess where he's from, he had an ex that he like reconnected with. So once again, like that didn't bother me that that was why we stopped talking. My, what bothered me was that he was now texting me when he was still with this person and he ew. was using me to confirm how he felt the relationship was dying. Oh, I and that was very uncomfortable for me because i was like okay so you're so first of all i was like this is like unfair not only to her but to me because you know we got along really well and i did have like 
I was developing a connection with you, which would result in feelings for you. And now I feel that you're, I told him like, I'm not a back burner. I'm not a back burner girl. So I'm not going to wait for you. And, you know, like, I hope that whatever decision you make with her is the right one for you. You know, like, I hope that. Yeah, like, I wish you well, you know. And he was like, he told me, he said, I was sort of like using this to confirm that the relationship with her isn't like going well, this, this, and that. And then he was like, oh, I'll text you when and if that happens. And I was like, good luck. Or don't. I was like, good <laughs> luck to you. Like, like I told you, like, I'm not a back burner. I am not an option. You know, yeah. you either choose me or you don't. And that's it for me. Yeah. So, and that's not in a vain way. That's everyone should take that, that point of view. We all should t- come in with that 150%. perspective. 150%. So, you know, like I, and I've also told them like, I am not, the the midpoint i'm the final destination so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be your in-betweener i'm not doing a series of horror films that result in almost everybody who plays anyone in them dying correct so So anyway he did that and then he like and then he like um it was it was unfair because at that point i was like enjoying talking to him and i was like you know this is like sort of unfair because now like it's now I can't text you because I know you have a girlfriend and I won't do that to someone because I've been there so now it's frustrating for me because you've sort of reopened this for no reason yeah and then he he was like yeah this is kind of playing with fire this and that and I was like you know what like I have to do the right thing and not continue texting you and I haven't responded since like I haven't reached I deleted his number again like I haven't reached out because I knew that I didn't want to do something that I would regret because it hurt somebody else just because I felt a connection with someone that's not fair so he had texted me again I knew it was him because he was like wow you're like really like you're like doing so good in comparison to like not texting me this and that and I was like and you're I didn't say this I was like well you're doing not so good so yeah yeah. thanks for the achievement notification but I'm fine (laughs) and considering how long it's been I'm like clearly you decided that you were trying to work it out with this person which is fine but don't bring me into it again yeah and can I say well done for doing that because there are a lot of girls who get caught up in their side of things which is not always their fault but they get caught up in their potential connection with this person instead of thinking about the person that they're dating the Mm -hmm. other person's dating and thinking about the ramifications for them and the fact that you're allowing them to emotionally cheat even if you never physically cheat and so I I've known a lot of these guys and I I just think they are one of those never green enough grass kind of people who move from person to person and eventually settle for someone, but are always kind of on the the look. Yeah. Well, once again, like how you get them is how you lose them. And so throughout this conversation, we were like, it was getting flirty. And I was like, you know, I have to take a step back because if I were her reading these texts, I would be very hurt right now. Right. And I refuse to do that to somebody. Like I won't. I won't be like, cause like this had come in a time when I'd recently seen a tweet or something about this girl saying like, well, if he cheats with me, that's like his problem. I don't care about ruining a relationship. And I was like, and these people on Reddit were like agreeing with it saying like, no. like saying, oh, it's okay. Like you shouldn't feel bad as the other person, even if you knew. And I was like, you were just as much a contributing factor to the end of that relationship Ugh. as they are. If you willingly partake in a cheating scenario, like shame on you. 
these are the same people, maybe not the exact same people, but the Venn diagram is very close. It's a circle. Who the Venn diagram is a circle. It's it's the same people who are like, I don't care if other people die from COVID. I'm gonna do what I want. Like mm-hmm. you have no social conscience whatsoever. And it does matter if you affect other people. Like it does matter. And maybe you'll never meet them, whatever, but their lives are important. Like you are not the center of the universe person who decides that you can enjoy ruining relationships because you're bored. Like Mm -hmm. it, it absolutely affects people. It traumatizes people. I mean, goodness gracious, how long have we talked about the times that you've been cheated on? You know what I mean? And like to, to be that other person and knowingly inflict that trauma, like, no, no, ma'am. Uh, in an interestingly related, but not guy centric thing. So, whoa, they're not talking about relationships. Is this on brand? It is. So (laughs) they're, There was a situation where essentially a girl that I know was living with two other girls that I know, and she basically got, I guess, a better offer is the best way to put it. They just resigned their contract and she was good. It was three of them living together in an, in an okay house. You know, it's not amazing. And so she got a, she got an offer to go and move into this nicer place in a better part of town. And she basically dipped out. And then another, the other, one of the other girls that was living with them was like, well, if you're leaving, I'm not staying here to like live with someone random. I didn't sign up for that. So she left. So my friend ended up having to replace two roommates, like with no notice with the contract just resigned and all of the financial liability was like on her. And the other girl, she had, she brought the bowl. She had the audacity. She was like, Mm -mm. Oh, I'll I'll try to help you find someone if I can. And I was like, really? No, but so she just, she just found out that her roommate who she traded up quote unquote for is buying a house with another girl. So she's now, that girl who's stuck Mm, and mm, it's mm, like mm. how you get them is how you lose them honey boo boo that is how and and it really be like that in all facets so like it's not karma it's just how energy works you know what i mean like if you put out so much negativity Mm -hmm. you're going to get negativity back i don't think it's a karmic system because i think that would be a little bit too intelligent for the universe but i think the way that your patterns of behavior work you're going to attract the same type of people that you are you know the the same attitudes that you're emulating so Mm -hmm. i think you're going to have bad friends if you are a bad friend Mm -hmm. yep that behavior bothers me because I feel like you're using me and yeah. like, you, I don't feel like you are. Like, I know you are, you're using me to con- justify it's something in your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, Ooh, like maybe I could do better. Cause this girl like still likes me after all this time. This is that. And it's like, well, it's less yeah. so that. And like, it's more so that like, you know, like we, we got on well and like, that's, you know, I don't know hard to find is the right term it's hard to find on dating apps so it was just the whole situation I was just I called my mom because I think you were asleep at this point so I was like I gotta call someone because I'm mad so I called her (laughs) and I I just complained about it for like 30 minutes because I was like you know once I go somebody I leave it I don't go back yeah you're not knocking on that door again it's done not like if it was for such that kind of reason if it was genuinely like a I had a breakdown and panicked then I'll go back and be like this is what happened and I don't want you to feel that I ghosted you because of something you did you know yeah you did nothing wrong it was me so 
Yeah. Which I've had, and like once those, once those come in and sometimes we stay in touch, sometimes we don't. Um, in this recent case, like we've stayed in touch and like we still get along well and that's fine. And I, I have no issues taking things as slow as they want or just being friends. Like it's, you know, it's like I said, no expectations on that because yeah, that's too much pressure for both of us, I think. But I digress. Most of the time, I think it's not such a um, pretty reason. So sure. anyway, moving on that guy we talked about last week returned. Oh. to my messages and if you remember last week this is the person who said they wanted to feel my skin the first oh. day i talked to them and i told them you know like maybe i'm just not ready to be like dating or something like that you know yeah. maybe i just need to take a step back this isn't that you know uh, no big deal that guy message me again the right. want to feel your skin guy and he before that the the i think sometime last week he before i had told him like maybe i should just take a step back because clearly like and that was just me being nice You're to be honest but <laughs> my thing is <laughs> i know that i've talked about this like i think i said i, got, I come on strong in the way that i present myself not yeah. in my i don't present expectations I, I don't think of other people i'm not saying like oh if we meet we're gonna get married like it's not that kind of thing it's like yeah it's not that deep it's more so like hey like here's like what i've been through and you should know now not like the first mm. sentence or anything but like once we've been talking for a bit you know they're like well tell me about yourself and i'm like well like specifically do you want to know these things or these things i can keep it surface or i can go deeper like you choose if they yeah. ask for deeper i tell them and that intimidates or you know freaks people out which is fine and then i'm just like sure. okay you know now you know and they're not going away so if that makes you uncomfortable no big deal like we can just move on but this kind of coming on strong makes me uncomfortable because I feel a lot of pressure involved. I feel a pressure to be involved yeah. with someone that I don't even know if I like them yet. You know, right? Like, we may enjoy speaking to one another, but like, that's all I know. I don't know anything else about you except that like, maybe we have things in common. Mm-hmm. And so to put that much onus on me, as far as like what you want from me, it's mm-hmm. too much. And I'm out, like I'm immediately out. And maybe this, I can really suspect maybe that's how I made this other person who recently got in contact again feel and obviously I didn't mean to do that so Mm. it's let me have some perspective of like maybe I need to think about how I'm like I don't think that I did that it was more so like we were going to meet up and like get to know each other but because of this experience I'm like okay I need to be cognizant of how I'm talking to people because I don't want to make someone else feel this way yeah it's just a good reality check so he had told me he had bought me something and I was like, oh, you don't know me. What could you possibly buy me? Like a cage where you live. <laughs> this is like <laughs> Joe from you. Like what's going on? Like, I, I don't understand. Be chained to my radiator. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I think there's just an element of just social awkwardness that comes to people who are very, very smart because we've experienced this in the intelligence yeah. of working with them. Yeah. So maybe there's just not, there's the a lack of awareness syndrome. somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. You know, not to say that they're socially awkward with everyone. They might have like a really good relationship with their friends, but it's in my experience, they have an interesting social dynamic. So yeah. Uh, for me, it was just like, I would never buy something for someone I've never met. If they told me like, oh, I like this kind of wine. I wouldn't go out and buy them that wine and be like, the no. first time I meet you, be like, here you go. You said you like this, you know, like flowers are one thing. If you bring flowers to a date, like, okay, like that's not, that's, that's nice. And if you remember on the date, the type of wine the person likes, yeah, okay. totally. But cool I think that. gifts are 
sometimes used transactionally to Mm -hmm. curry favor. Like now you owe me Mm. or like now we have a deeper relationship because I have given you a gift and it's just really a slippery slope with people you don't know. Cause it could be harmless or it could be really creepy and like mean something to them that it does not mean to you. Everything just felt a little bit manipulative. You know, I felt like there was like sort of a guilt trip involved with the, like, I'm stressed. I need a hug. I need to hang out with you to the, well, now there's an incentive for you to hang out with me because I've got you something. And I was like, would you really want someone to hang out with you because you got them something though? Like as an aside, I think I ranted about this the last time, but it's so creepy to want a hug from someone that you don't know. Like (laughs) comfort is only comforting. (laughs) Yeah. It's someone, you know, like, I wouldn't be like, you know what I want right now? It's just a hug from a total stranger. Like, Mm, (laughs) no, no, thank you. No. So anyway, they reached back out a couple yesterday or a couple of days ago. And I was like, what? And they asked, they asked me like, have you had time to like gather your thoughts about everything? And I was like, what do I like? What, what about what I said? I didn't respond. I didn't even read it. What about Uh what I said was unclear, you know, like this wasn't me. Did you think? I asked you to text me back. <laughs> well, it was like more because the last thing they said was like, I understand. And then like they had sent an audio message they didn't listen to. And this person, they messaged me on WhatsApp. If I don't read the message, they delete them. So if you scroll through our conversation, oh. it's just deleted message, deleted message, deleted message, deleted message. Uh. And it's very strange. It's like, was it like you trying to save face? Like, I don't really understand what's going on. Like, I, I saw that you sent it. I just didn't open it. So maybe it was like revisionist history. Like, nope, delete it. I'll do it again. <laughs> like, yeah. I I mean, like it was interesting. So I saw it. I didn't answer because to me, I was like, I felt like I made my position pretty clear, yeah. you know, about like, this is probably not the route that I should be taking right now. Just all yeah. things considered, you know, like it wasn't entirely untrue. Like maybe I probably like, there's times when I'm like, I should not be dating right now. Like I really should not be dating. I should take I some time for self-reflection. I shouldn't do this. But then I'm like, man, I want attention and I'm right back on. So it's a vicious cycle. And I just things like this. I'm just like, I, I don't even have words really. It just makes me very uncomfortable when it happens. Yeah. So men, please stop it. Stop talking to women. Stop, Stop. telling them anything. <laughs> Stop. And my last point, because I've been in the, the high for a little too long, um, is <laughs> we're getting a little honey soaked. We're ready. To go. <laughs> <laughs> I almost every single time am funnier than the men that I meet. Okay. Almost every time. And let me tell you, men hate it when you're funnier than them. Like, <laughs> the moment they realize that you're funnier than them and that dynamic has shifted. Oh boy. It's very clear. And most of the time I'm not trying to be funny I'm just a witty individual and I'm I have just enough, hilarious I'm and just everything I say so is so <laughs> and I'm just saying like once again it's kind of a it's a niche sort of humor like you need to vibe with that person to think it's funny like not everyone thinks yeah. I'm funny that's fine you know um my thing is Terrible. though when you're like when you're like <laughs> you're incorrect incorrect do you remember that vine that's like that is incorrect correct <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that's what I hear every time but no my thing is they don't give me anything back. So they'll be like, haha, you're funny. And then I get nothing, okay. nothing okay. to work with. So I'm like, one, you're not funny, obviously, because you're giving me absolutely okay. no material. So <laughs> that's good that we, you know, clarified that. And two, I can tell that you're upset that I'm so funny. I shall because, call you Stonewall Jackson because, because I'm getting nothing. <laughs> because now I think that once that like 
because men's egos we all know are freaking insane and they're told their whole lives like you're so great you're amazing the entire country is telling you you're so great, so you great are. sweetie <laughs> men are no i was like oh women can't be funny because all they talk about is feminism like that's what the concept is which is great and i will say that women comedians are not always funny because they try too hard to be like guys so if women embrace yeah, their women humor like, the guys jokes and yeah. like female delivery trying to make it unique and it's like eh, it's... but wasn't that funny when the guy did it <laughs> no no so like if you really embrace the aspects of being a woman and you use that to be funny yeah. that's that's where i want to go so yeah that's comedic gold that's funny so because we are funnier than men we can't help it we've been through so much more trauma and it has made us funny so <laughs> deal with it it's your fault so anyway Superiority is a burden and a privilege. (laughs) This particular person will come back around in our um, sip portion. So I will end it there. But now it is time for Sherlock to enter the chat because the game is afoot. Now, I know that we have not played a game in a little bit. And to be honest with you, I miss them. Emma misses them. You miss them. We assume. Because we want you to DM us and tell us what you miss. But you don't call. (laughs) You don't write. (laughs) Did you forget about your poor mother? <laughs> so we have come up with a pretty cool way to introduce this week's quiz. And I think it would be fun to have quiz tro. Quiz a quiz tro. <laughs> a quiz tro. As, as, as they say. <laughs> in Rome. So anyway, <laughs> this is the quiz tro. Okay. Jeopardy, but make it hood. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen? It's a classic vine. It's this guy playing a like a tune on the piano, and this guy comes in and starts dancing like it's trap music. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I picture. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Let me write it down because it's a classic vine, also that needs to be posted. So classic vine. I am going to talk about what our quiz is. So our quiz is a BuzzFeed quiz. We have already given our feelings several thousand hundred million trillion times over and so i'm not going to do the spiel on buzzfeed so this is a buzzfeed quiz because we support buzzfeed quizzes does not mean we support buzzfeed thank you for listening to it is isolated thank you it is an isolated incident now this is a quiz titled you have 10 random trivia questions to prove you're as smart as you think you are Obviously, we were interested. The game was afoot. <laughs> so my thinking is to make this equitable and fair. Okay. We shall score your answers, but I'll write down mine and we'll score it separately so that we can kind of time lapse it and give the answer Got variations. Okay. But I shall read all of the answers out and then you shall choose yours and I shall write down mine think is okay got it yeah i'll try to say mine um if it's different than yours but obviously if it's the same i'll just say same okay. so that way we don't have two iterations of quizzes and one iteration of really bored listeners slash fans <laughs> so you have 10 questions to prove how smart you actually oh boy. are emma are you wet I'm... are you ready are you <laughs> y'all ready for this <laughs> <laughs> i've left my ego at the door so we are prepared <laughs> 
Okay. Well, like I said, uh, I said this, I think off air, but the first question, we are as smart as we think we are. Okay. <laughs> I am fully confident. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Number one. Uno. Got it. Which type of cookie usually predicts your future with a sheet of paper inside it? Are they serious? Is it a sugar cookie, an ice cream cookie, a pizzelle, or a fortune cookie? <laughs> I, am I saying my answer? Yeah. Fortune. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do wish it was Correct. a sugar cookie, who though. Could have, who could have said? <laughs> sugar cookies are way tastier. So. Okay. Now, we're moving on up in the world. Oh, okay. What? are the names of Lady Gaga fans. You have the Gone Gagas, the Goggins, the Paparazzi, and Little Monsters. I actually don't know if I know this one. Oh, um, you want the Jeopardy music back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between- options again? Um, yes, give me, give me them again. Gone Gagas, okay. <laughs> the Paparazzi, the Goggins, or the little monsters. P.S. The Goggins sounds like a Game of Thrones family. <laughs> that sounds more like a really bad, like early '90s movie to me. The Goggins. But, uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say Little Monsters. Okay. Correct. <laughs> oh yay! I have no idea. Oh boy. Oh no. Are they getting harder? Oh, international? <laughs> no. <laughs> so far, no. <laughs> the art of paper folding is called. Oh my god. Creasing mixed media collage or origami <laughs> sorry to anyone who is actually thinking about these <laughs> i'm sorry but okay my i'll answer... take creasing for 500 alex okay. first of all my answer is origami but i really just love the idea of it going mixed media <laughs> you like mix it by folding it oh my god okay now now we just go bananas Okay. I, I know the answer, but that's not the point. <laughs> Which of the following is the only bird that can fly backwards? The yellow-throated flint flinch? The yellow-throated finch. It's so hard to say that. Me too. I flinch as well. <laughs> the yellow-throated finch. The seagull, the pigeon, or the hummingbird? I'm going to say hummingbird. Correct. Okay. That was also my answer. <laughs> I was like, I hope I'm right. <laughs> I want to imagine pigeons flying backwards in New York, though. That is endlessly entertaining. All right. Now, uh, I just it just gets niche here. I don't know if Ooh. this is more difficult or just a stupid question. Okay. So uh, I don't know the answer. <laughs> what- <laughs> That's not stupid because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Noah and Allie meet in the Ooh, notebook? Okay. 1922, 1934, 1940. Or 1951. I'm say, sorry, what were they? 22, 34, 22, 34, 40, or 51? I'm going to say 34 because I know he got deployed. Okay, hang on. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we were both wrong. What was it? 1940. <laughs> okay, I, I knew it was going 51. to be around World War II, but I wasn't sure which See, I guess 51 because I thought it was after. No, because he leaves and she like... He, he gets like sent off to war and she's also a nurse for world war ii so yes I, I hated the notebook yeah i mean you know <laughs> if we get it wrong it's because it's stupid so it's fun. <laughs> obviously it's inferior <laughs> anyway we're both down one now. i've only seen it once we're not smart <laughs> 
Oh dear. A Uh-oh. haiku is a poem <laughs> with how many lines? Three, four, five, or six? It's five. I wrote down my answer separately. <laughs> We're both wrong. It's what was three. it? Really? Three lines. Yep. Is it five syllables? What's the? F- I know five is in there somewhere. I don't know what. Yeah, it is. it's probably it five syllables, but okay. it's apparently three lines. You know what? Poetry's dumb, so it's fine. <laughs> Poetry's dead, so it's. Um, I know how Shakespeare wrote his plays, and that's all I need to know. So, <laughs> ambic pentameter. We're moving on. I was like drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that too. All right. What is the largest landlocked country in the world? Mongolia. Egypt, Kazakhstan, or India? I'm sure these does not have an ocean. Okay. Egypt, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, or India? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm torn. Kazakhstan, because it's fun to say, (laughs) and I don't know. That was my answer as well, and we are correct! I feel like well, Egypt has oh, like no. the Suez is right there, so it's a really stupid option. Oh, it's, it's a fine. math one. No. <laughs> what is sixty-four divided by eight? Hang on. Oh my god. Sixty-four. <laughs> sixty-four divided by eight. Okay. No. Eight. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Is, is it twelve? I don't know. There's a gun to your head. You have to choose one. <laughs> Oh, there's options. That's right. What are they? No, there's not. There's, there's not. not. <laughs> Did you cheat and use your calculator? Because no, I just know this one. I can do other math in my head, but not this. This is too much pressure. You're so smart, sweetie. Don't worry. <laughs> I have admitted multiple times I can't do math. Like I'm okay. not. I'm Gun not. Gun to your head. Which one? Eight. Okay. That was my guess as well, and we are both correct. Okay. Oh my Whoa. god, the pressure. <laughs> All right, now I, I don't know why I was thinking 12. What 65 times 12 is 60, correct? Something like that. Yes. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's correct. Okay, that's why. <laughs> okay. So, according to Greek mythology, so you're going to Greco Roman culture here. What okay. did Prometheus steal to give to humans? You have rain, water, fire, or light? Fire. Fire is right. Fire. <laughs> Nice of you. Which fairy tale was not written by the gro- the the Brothers Grimm? <laughs> I think we already know this technically, don't we? The Brothers Grimm, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the Frog Prince, Hansel and Gretel, or the Little Mermaid. Ooh, uh, I was thinking Cinderella because it was written by that one guy first. Yeah, and the Brothers Grimm stole it. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh. I've written down my guess. I've submitted it. <laughs> uh, Hansel, I'm torn between Frog Prince and Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Um, Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Oh, we were both wrong. It is. Uh, it was the Little Mermaid. I guess hmm. the Frog Prince. The Little Mermaid. Who wrote that? All right. Now. Okay. Seven out of ten correct. <laughs> we're doing so great. Noggin. <laughs> you ever look at yourself in the mirror and think wow i'm so smart if not you should because it's absolutely <laughs> you're the smartest person ever and that's a fact i bet you that's the whole answer no matter how many i bet one you did so great <laughs> we did score better than 67 percent of all other quiz takers or so saith the website okay so basically my ego can live on even if i'm bad at math in yeah. the short yeah. term we're so so smart, <laughs> so smart. Oh. 
okay. Thus concludeth our quizith. Mm, we did it, is. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. just don't ask me. I can tip, and that's about all of the math that I require of myself. Oh, so. Even that, I'm like. <laughs> Dollar for every five, baby. That's the easiest way to do it. Luckily, we don't have to tip over here. That's true. So, all right. Well, now that we have proven our intelligence prowess. Intelligentsia. <laughs> intelligence prowess. Our propensity for prowess towards. Our paucity of <laughs> our intelligence. Press, our photosynthesis. We are prepared to move into Le Sip on Le This. I think you should open this because I will say, guys, this conversation on boundaries was not even my recommendation slash demand. It was Emma's after some self-reflection. So I think mm-hmm. you should open the floor. I will. And Wendy will do it for us first. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mm, very delicious. Now, my reasons for mm-hmm. this conversation are because my boundaries Threefold. are continuously violated all of the time. There's never a day where my boundaries are not scoffed upon, laughed at, etc. So they're words. <laughs> So my reason, I, I texted this to Hannah, I think last night, because I was like, yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm mad because this person that I mentioned that I'm funnier than in my bees portion mm-hmm. is the reason that this came to mind because I told them, you know, um, I was talking to them and I was talking about, I was joking about how the bar is so low because they had asked for my phone number right. and not for my Snapchat. And I was joking, you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, you haven't even like made a sexual comment. And oh, then he the ruined, kiss of death. then he ruined everything. <laughs> He had a chance. He had a chance and he ruined it. He had a chance to be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's not what he did. So you were Prometheus. You were running with the fire. You dropped it. You caught a forest on fire. Everyone's dead now. (laughs) So my bad. And for me, it was a test and he failed miserably. So he said like, oh, I'm just not, I'm not usually the one who makes it first. And he's like, do you want me to? And I was like, I mean, expressing attraction is fine, but if I have to hear crush me with your thighs one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. And then he was like, crush me with your thighs. And I was like, you have ruined everything, sir. You were doing so good. You were doing so good. Like you're, you, you're kind of boring and you're not super funny, <laughs> but you were doing better than you, you are. were at right least now. not doing that. So, but now he has fulfilled all of my expectations for men on dating apps. Good job. You did it. So I went into explain, <laughs> I went into it because he like, he like was combative about this. And that's what bothered me. I told him, you know, I was like straight up, like, I don't have sex with people that I'm not dating. Right. I'm not doing it anymore. You know, like we, I've talked to like the whole face still exists. I also mentioned like, I don't have sex with them. Like that's, that's that for me. And that might seem like a weird line. I have to have a boundary and that's mine. So sure. I don't have sex with them because for me, that is where my emotions will come into play. Right. That's like, to me, that's the most vulnerable you can be with the person. Even if you do other, if you mess around in other ways, like for me, that's where my vulnerabilities will be present. Sure. So I told him like I don't have sex with people that I'm not dating and he was just like combative with me about it because he was saying like not in like the here's why you should with me kind of way but just in like a like I mean that's what he meant but but like a devil's advocate way was how he presented it yeah it was like you like he was trying first he was like you know 
what do you mean? Like this is not, and I was like, well, I, I just, I know myself and I know that I will, I can't compartmentalize my sex from emotions and therefore sure. like, I don't do it. And he was like, well, like, don't you think you need like to make room for things to grow as far as a relationship goes? And I was like, I'm not saying I jump into relationships. I'm saying that I won't have sex with someone who I can't be sure is invested in me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I have been like, you are my boyfriend. Now we can have sex. It's been like, we have have a little fairy wand. You wave it. (laughs) I'm saying I've been, if I'm consistently seeing you and you're consistently talking to me and it's consistent, consistent, consistent. And you've both had the conversation where you're far enough down the line to say, Mm -hmm. we are actually boyfriend and girlfriend, not like, oh, we've been dating for a couple weeks we there's no talking stage sex that doesn't exist so we are either dating which is like and for me that means like maybe you haven't we haven't said boyfriend girlfriend yet but we have established we're not seeing anybody else so effectively you are in a relationship so okay um it just depends you know um it depends on for me i'm more comfortable having sex with someone who's willing to make that distinction if that makes sense. So I guess I don't make it like a hard, hard line, but there is a preference there. So anyway, your ideal would be that you've had the conversation, but you're willing to entertain options where you're exclusive, but you haven't had the official conversation. Yeah. And that more so it's not because I have a high libido that more so comes from, I mean, it's, it's multifaceted. There's an insecurity there that I think comes into play a lot of the time that like, if I make them Mm. wait too long, they'll leave, which is just, once again, we're going to circle back to my boundaries and why that's a violation of them. But yeah. Anyway, I digress. This conversation proceeded in such a way that he was basically saying, like, you need to, don't have you want to experience it both ways? I was like, I've had it both ways. I have had casual sex. I'm not interested in it. And he is there, done that, bought the t shirt, sitting in the back of my closet. Yeah, it doesn't fit anymore. It's fine. Um, Very bad color on me. (laughs) It's like a mustard yellow. We don't vibe. Oh. Uh, So he's coming from it in the middle perspective of like, you're not, necessarily sleeping with multiple people but you're not i don't know if he's coming from like you're not exclusive or not or whatever you're getting to know each other to me getting to know each other sex is like the stupidest concept like i think it's so stupid like once again i will reiterate we said it before if you have an emotional connection with someone you will have good sex the end end of story so anyway he was being this way and i told him like i know myself and i know that i can't have sex with someone unless they have reciprocated a commitment to me because sure. I will feel committed to them if I'm having sex. Sure. And that is what I need from that other person. That's where we're feel, at. To feel yeah. safe having sex with them. And that's it. So the I told him, finally, I was like, because he was like, oh, okay, I see. And I was like, if you don't vibe with that, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not mad at you. I like, if someone wants to have sex in a getting to know someone stage, like that's fine by me. It's just not going to be with me you know sure. like, like you're allowed to do whatever you want but i'm not going to be there <laughs> right like and i think that and he's like no no, i vibe with it but then like i haven't really heard from him since and i'm like i don't think you really vibe with it and it's fine mm, you know my sense is you don't <laughs> but, but why why tiptoe around that why not just be like you know i need to have sex quickly okay do that it's just not gonna be with me and the the logic that i have discovered is this they see this as a challenge now yeah you know? and sure. i've told him before 
because I told him like I usually tell people very quickly like I don't have sex early on and he was like well don't you think that kind of like encourages them to try to do that and I was like what like I'm a challenge like it's not gonna happen like either you're with me or you're not there is no in between so Mm. like it's I can't be you know one in that way if there's no contest to win so yeah so or they like everything else but they're not sure about this so they don't want to completely annex themselves from it you know mm. so that's I, I haven't asked I don't care because once again like I have no investment in this person whatsoever but it just got me thinking about how every time I present this boundary to someone they have an issue with it and I can't understand or they they say they don't but then their actions say otherwise so it's sure I can't understand the willingness to respect someone's boundary I can't understand why that is just an inherently difficult thing for guys to do. And this is like we've said, yeah. we're going to talk about other aspects of this, but this is the one that pissed me off the most. Yeah. I will say I do have a story that is relevant to this. So pre my husband, pre me being an old married person and having no relevancy to society at all. Yeah. Pre that <laughs> mm-hmm. I was interested in this coworker of mine and oh he my was, God, I remember, you remember this, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He was the so, worst. <laughs> Like not, not a good idea, Hannah, but anyway, luckily for me, like nothing happened. So, um, we didn't, we didn't end up dating, but he was of the mindset that we could date. And I basically was in the back of my mind, like we cannot date because we have totally different expectations of dating. Mm -hmm. Like you're older than I am by a good, a good chunk, a healthy chunk of time and you have a kid and you are looking at dating as like a let's hang out and have sex together and like do stuff together and I'm like I'm looking for a partner I'm looking for someone to spend my life with I'm looking for someone who wants to build a family I'm not looking to like pass time so and it I'm saying that probably more judgmentally than I mean to but I I don't I, I didn't want that. And I knew fundamentally that we were going in different directions in mm-hmm. terms of what we were hoping to get out of a dating relationship. So he spent some time trying to convince me that he like, that we should hang out. And I was like, we shouldn't hang out. And he's like, no, we should hang out. So you can, that's you, you're right. <laughs> you know what? You're I can't right. believe I didn't see this before. <laughs> I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> so we, we went on like a walk and then we got a coffee and we were talking and I just presented it to him bluntly. I was like, you know, listen, I, I don't think that we are going to be a good fit. And he's like, why are you not interested in me? And I'm like, that's not the point. The point is that I am looking for someone who is open to a serious long-term commitment. And I can tell you right now that you're not. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I could be. And I'm like, Mm-mm. you're not. Mm-mm. And I don't sleep with people anymore. I have done that. Like like we said, the mustard t-shirt is hanging in the mm-hmm. back of the closet. Like she's there. I, I don't sleep with people because I know that I don't even want to just say for me, because I just, I, I mean, everybody in the world who's ever heard an inch of this podcast knows. I just fundamentally believe that it's true for everyone, but I will say for me, for the sake of PCness, for me, it, there is no way to establish a genuine connection when you're building it around something that is 
so much to handle for a, a relationship that's not there. Like you're building a fire in a grass bed instead of in a fireplace. Like there's nothing to hold it. There's nothing to contain it. There's no structure. Mm-hmm. And so of course it's not going to work out. Or like if it happens to stay burning and contained for a minute, it's not going to long-term. So he spent a little bit of time trying to convince me that like, oh, you know, are, I could are change you, once you are going to do with me. Why are you so committed to that? You know, oh like, my I really God. think that I really think that it could be a good thing for you. Like, okay. I, I get that a lot too. I was planning to hire a life coach and now I don't need to because you're here. So, <laughs> oh, I but, should just give it away to anyone. <laughs> you're Why did I think about that? <laughs> like you circle like the solution like in your notebook (laughs) so I I just basically was sitting there like I'll be frank with I was expecting this to be a deal breaker which it was shocker but I was like I'll be frank with you like I I'm not going to sleep with you and if you take me on 10 dates if you take me on 50 dates if we're together for two years I'm not going to sleep with you and that was like like they really think that doing the bare minimum they're the exception every time you're the rule you're always the rule every single one of you is the the rule rule. (laughs) you're the one that we made this rule about because you all do the same y'all think you're so slick and so like ooh, no one's approached it this way before she'll totally here's the thing is to me i ruled him out on the basis that that would that was his argument rather than respecting the boundary Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I didn't rule him out because he was older than me. I didn't rule Mm -hmm. him out because he had a kid. I didn't rule him out because he was divorced. I ruled him out because without understanding the boundary, taking time to reflect on it and immediately respecting that the boundary was mine, that I had set it, it was there. And whether he agreed with it or not, or saw the logic of it or not, that was my boundary. Mm -hmm. He tried to, he tried to kibitz with me and Mm -hmm. argue Mm -hmm. over which side of the fence was actually proper. And why was it that height? And why did you choose that color wood? Like the fence is there. And so for me, when I started dating my husband, I was again, nervous to have that conversation because every time I'd had that conversation beforehand, it went exactly the way that you're describing. Someone either argues with you or immediately stops talking to you because they're not going to get sex from you. So if uh, to be honest, it's like, it's such a waste of your time and energy to entertain those people because they should never have been options anyway. And the only reason they are right now is because of online dating, Mm -hmm. like in the real world, you would see this person a mile away because there would not be a genuine connection because you, he would, he would point himself out to be someone who does not respect your boundaries in other ways. This just happens to be a conversational topic that comes up first. But when I presented it to my husband, he was like, yeah, great. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was kind of shell shocked. Cause I'm I was like, like, are you sure? <laughs> no one there's, nothing else, there's nothing else you want to say. Out of it or, <laughs> are you sure you don't want to try to like really quickly get in my pants and then like have me take you like, no, 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 no. And then be like, oh, okay. 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 <laughs> like, no. So I, I genuinely think that the, and and again, there is nothing about me that is trying to say that the people who want this are inferior. I am just saying, I think it is a bad life choice. So, well, we both used to want it in a way, kind of, you know, like as like, as a friend, I would not recommend it is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But I, I think entertaining any of the the people who want that you're just wasting your own time mm-hmm. because as soon as they argue with you like mm, because you fundamentally are not respecting my boundary no matter what it is it could be that you want to wait until a year after you get married to have sex and 
even if they decide not to go down that journey with you, like, or, or you're, you've decided not to have sex for eight months because you're, you're doing a cleanse, like whatever, whatever the boundary is, it shouldn't be immediately. Let me try to take apart the bricks that make up that boundary. Mm -hmm. It should be, oh, okay. I understand and respect your boundary. I would like to ask more questions about it potentially, but not to undermine or try to dig a tunnel under your boundary, but rather just to understand your mindset on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I, I just think it's so unhealthy. And, and this is really true of friendships too. Like mm -hmm. if you have a boundary and your friend does not respect it, they are not a good friend. I, I don't need you to take a personality quiz. I don't need to hear about the situation. I promise you they're not a good friend. And it could be any, let's say your roommates and your boundary is like, Hey, I'm really weird about people using my knives because here's my specific reason. It's not because I'm, I'm trying OCD to be selfish. And I don't want you to. <laughs> it, it's whatever, whatever your reason is, you know, yeah. like, and then they do it anyway. Yeah, that's grounds to be pissed. Like, and then people will try to make you feel ridiculous for that. And that carries over into different kinds of relationships. And it's, yeah. it becomes harder to be strong about your convictions because yeah. people have made you feel that they're ridiculous in the past, yeah. you know, regardless of what they are. And we've, we see this in all types of relationships, you know, families break boundaries all the time because they're blood yeah. and they feel like they have a right to, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I don't really have this problem with my family, you know, because uh, we never really had to talk about boundaries. It was just like, it sort of was just automatic. So, yeah. but I will say that some families are not in, you know, in that same trend. A lot of families, like, let's say you get unsolicited advice and you told them like, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it when you comment on this, this or that. And then they do it anyway, because they're like, well, I'm your mom or your dad and I know best. That's breaking a boundary you know, hundred yep. percent agree. And bosses break your boundaries all the time because they don't care. So <laughs> my boss right now is so nice. And it makes me really sad because I'm like, someday I'm not going to work for you. And you're the best boss I've ever had. Like, I don't care mm -hmm. at all about the job, but I really like my boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to miss her because she's so focused on her employees and it's so nice. Mm -hmm. But I think that's it is we've become so accustomed to trampling all over other people's feelings in pursuit of our own happiness, that other people's boundaries become these arbitrary lines in all aspects of our lives. And I think everybody needs to take a collective sit, like sit down, step back, take a seat and get your tea, drink get, a long get your tea, drop. get a drag, take a good sip and, and have an actual think about like, why are you fighting this person on their boundary? Like, is it at all impacting your life negatively other than maybe taking two seconds extra of your time for like a roommate situation? Or like, they're not saying you have to dive headfirst into traffic because mm -hmm. I say so. It's just, this is my personal boundary and you, you need to respect it. And I think it's, it's the same thing I talked about earlier. It's respecting other people. It's mm -hmm. having a basic social conscience and understanding that you are not the most important person in the room. And it's really easy to not focus on that. Like I am very easily entrenched in my own issues and very stuck in what I'm doing and what's important to me. And I have to take a step back and go, Hey, I am not the sun. I am not the center of everything. I am not the thing to which all people are drawn and all things revolve around. And I think for, for a lot of people, they've never had somebody like pie them in the face and go stop and mm -hmm. think about what you're doing. And I think it's important to have those conversations too, because you are a healthy person. If you leave relationships or I would say even workplaces, or like if you set up hard family 
boundaries because they're not respecting your boundaries. They're not letting you guard your heart appropriately. They're not letting you set your own vulnerability stages or comfort levels. And, and that's not okay. And so you leaving that situation is not bad. That doesn't make you dramatic. It doesn't make you reactionary or over the top. It makes you someone with principles and convictions who ultimately will probably be better without that situation in your life. It's funny you say that because recently I just watched this TikTok video and the uh, pranks are of course always rampant on social media, you know, sure. a lot of people will prank their significant others. And sometimes it's funny and both people, it's a harmless prank, you know, something, sometimes it's funny. This one girl, she has a boyfriend, an Italian guy. So there's already kind of like a cultural difference. So maybe he doesn't understand the prank in the same context that like an American guy would, you know, okay. um, she'll do pranks that will like so he'll have like his hand in hers and she'll drop it and be like all right let's go and and he'll keep trying to hold her hand and she keeps like dropping it and he gets visibly upset or she'll you know she'll do something along those lines and Mm. people in the comments are saying like he's explained his boundaries to you and you keep defying them for a laugh and you know if I were him I would be building resentment towards you so maybe I'm not trying to I'm just saying like we're not, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Maybe they've talked about it and, you know, we don't yeah, know. That's true. That's true. But I will say that from a perception, the public perception level, if I were him and these sort of like things were being utilized against me for people we don't know, I would say mm-hmm. you care more about strangers than you do about me. And I take issue with that. So, you know, that's just, I think, another boundary that people need to be aware of and if you're willingly breaking your partner's boundaries because it's funny or because like you're a toxic individual and that's disgusting behavior and really like the last thing because like I could rant all day about guys because this happens all the time and sometimes I I don't even have to have the conversation like they make their intentions clear pretty early and I just stop talking to them because it's like you're obviously like a waste of my time like insert banana euphemism okay clearly you're trying to take this conversation in a certain direction and i'm not interested so i will say that if someone doesn't respect your boundaries or someone tries to convince you against them which happens all the time the most important thing you can ever remember is that you are not the problem yeah and i took a long time to learn that because i was already for a long time in my life an insecure individual and i used validation sexual validation a lot of the time to ensure that I was desirable. And so my yeah. boundaries were easy to break because my convictions weren't strong enough. That is a manipulation and a disrespect of your boundaries and it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. I don't even think I used to have boundaries was the thing. I think I just mm-hmm. flew by the seat of my pants and did whatever I thought was good in the moment mm-hmm. because I was so eager for validation that I was more interested in that than having my own well-being or happiness at the Mm -hmm. forefront of my mind. So I don't even think it was like a choice. It was just an unconscious, like I will do whatever is necessary to secure validation. And I think in, in all contexts, so we've been talking a lot about relationships, but you have to do kind of a twofold approach where you look at the boundary and say, is this a valid boundary? Because Mm -hmm. there are times that we are setting things up for ourselves that are not valid boundaries. Like I never want anyone to question me. Okay. Well, okay. All right. (laughs) Invalid. (laughs) That's incorrect. Incorrect. So, you know, look at the boundary. Is it to a reasonable standard, a valid boundary? And if you don't have a sounding board to check that on, because some people's friends 
aren't there. Some people's friends suck. Some people don't have like a sounding board source. So if you don't have a valid boundary checker, then think about it from the other perspective and put it, the boundary on somebody else and really try to get your mind gymnastically into the perspective that this is not your boundary. This is someone else's boundary. Would you respect it? Or could you argue against it for logical reasons? And then the second fold is if it passes the logic test, you know, if it holds water and actually it's a valid boundary, then you need to think about why is this person trying to break the boundary and to whose benefit is it? Is it for me? Is it for my well being, or is it for them? And 9.7 times out of 10, it's for them. And it's really creepy. If you really think about it, it's very like, it's very, very close to the line of like assault. Yes. And I know it's assault on your character. It's a, it's a verbal assault. It's, you know, but it's someone deciding that your will, your wish, in your your opinion, your heart doesn't matter, and that you should take seriously. I think. And I've had to say no in person, God knows how many times. Like if I'm over with someone and like yeah. we're hanging out, and they're like, "Well, let me just do this," I'm like, "No." Well, why not? Because I said no, and that's a conversation that we've had like three times. And like after that, like I'm not hanging out with you again. Like that's just it for me. Like, yeah, no should be sacrosanct in terms of sexual interactions pretty much anything like no means no yeah live with it sleep with it next to you on your pillow really hold it close (laughs) like you know what no think of it like a sheet mask (laughs) put it on on, and then rub the excess in when you're done you want to use all of it (laughs) just don't waste any of the no so um that's really all I had I was just uh this happened just last night and it's become a trend in my and multiple times I've had people argue my boundaries with me and I just think it's ridiculous because never in my life have I been like oh here's this thing you said you do or don't want let me try to tell you why you're wrong like yeah that's just never come to mind for me and in terms of just to close on my end in terms of workplace boundaries to try to give this a slight other dimension I would say your workplace boundaries should be important to you because it's really, really easy to get railroaded into devoting your life to a company that doesn't love you back mm-hmm. or to building a quote unquote career, wherein you end up just sacrificing a lot and you don't actually have a career at the end of it. Like it, you don't have an achievement or you don't have something to stand on. And it's, it's much shakier ground than you thought it was. So if you set a career boundary or you set a per, like a workplace boundary and it's not being respected, I think you have to look at like, you're going to spend a lot of your life in this place. You're going to spend a lot of your time working. Do you really want to work in an environment where you're not respected? And I know sometimes like needs must, and, and that's very fair. I fully understand the, you have to have a job. So sometimes <laughs> you don't have that luxury, but I would say there's probably some sort of solution at some point in time, maybe not now, but at some point in time, should you get the opportunity? Like don't stand for people consistently violating your boundaries because they can, Mm -hmm. you know, we dealt with that a lot in the military and we, in some cases, people would say like, you signed up for it. And I'm like, no, I didn't sign up for this. It did not say you will not have any personal boundaries. It did not say they'll use you, you know, it, none of that was part of the contract and none of that's okay. Mm -hmm. So these unspoken rules of engagement for workplace boundary breaking are are not okay. Mm -hmm. You're a person and basic human rights are, that is a natural law. So 
bring it to them and be like, every philosopher in existence has said that I have human rights. So are you going to really argue? Are you going to argue with Socrates? Are you? He's dead. You can't. He has a whole method about arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Socratic method. In your face. Okay. Well, yeah, that's how it always ends for the Socratic method. (laughs) At the end of the argument, the presenter says, and in your face, thy face. (laughs) In thine own face. (laughs) So, and you have them on the forehead. So, (laughs) or the nose, or your boot. It just depends on your mood. So, it's fine. Uh, this has been Life Coaching with Emma and Hannah. Tune in for more ideas. We're available for individual <laughs> sessions, should you require us. For relationships, please exclusively see Hannah. And yeah, press two when you dial. <laughs> Para Español, marque uno. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, I am Emma. I have been Hannah. Well, that's the tea.